Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Book 3, Section 32, continued. It was a singular proof of Philip's charity that any of the crowds who came to him at night to be reconciled to God through confession always found his door open. This was not without results. First of all, they would reveal to him their sins in confession. Then, at Philip's advice, they would go to pray, remaining in prayer until it was time to celebrate Mass, at which all communicated. Then, at our Holy Father's bidding, they went in silence to the various hospitals in the city, of which the most important were called Hospitale del Spiritu Santo and that of Santa Maria della Consolazione. In these places, they gave a remarkable degree of comfort to the sick, mostly by their religious conversation, not to mention other means. Thus, they encouraged them to be patient, to confess their sins, and to put their hope in the mercy of God. They also brought them food to build up their bodily strength. All of these matters were neglected in those days, so it's difficult to tell the extent to which they helped the patients and their attendants towards salvation. One day in 1554, they were setting out with this intention in mind when Father Philip accompanied them, and they were just passing the Colosseum when they came across a man lying in the mud, so seriously ill, emaciated, and despondent that he neither could nor would stand up, but had resolved to lie there and so to die. When Philip saw this, he asked one of them called Francesco to take him up at once on his shoulders and carry him to the hospital of San Salvatore, which is where they were going. Although it was still a long way to the hospital, he took the burden on his back without hesitating and carried him on his own to their destination, to the great edification of his companions and the benefit of the sick man. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, choicest of priests, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. In this picture, which I hope you can see, you see an image of St. Philip Neri standing there in his oratorian collar, with the collar folded over, black cassock, and he's standing in front of the Colosseum, the ancient Roman amphitheater that could seat 
maybe 80,000 people is where they had gladiatorial games. You can visit it now. Many Christians were killed there. It was like a great modern stadium we have today, but it was incredibly built at the time. And St. Philip Neri was on his way to what he calls the Hospital of San Salvatore, the Hospital of St. Savior. That's the hospital at St. John Lateran, which is the, the cathedral in Rome, the Pope's official cathedral. He lives at St. Peter's now, but uh, since ancient times, since the time of Constantine, the Pope had his main church at St. John Lateran. And there was a hospital there. And the hospitals that they had then in the 1500s were not like modern hospitals for the first, in the first place you know, with modern red tape and above all with COVID restrictions it's very hard to get into a modern hospital. And with government funding or insurance, the hospitals that run in a certain way. But in St. Philip's time, you know, there was no insurance. There was no government funding exactly. These were voluntary hospitals that people who cared for other people were running. And St. Philip lived at a time, as we've seen early in the book, when these hospitals were not being visited by lay people. People were dying, people were very sick, and there was no one to look after them. And St. Philip reintroduced in Rome this practice of lay people, not nuns, not priests, lay people, going and taking care of people in the hospitals. And so St. Philip was on their way to the, to the church of St. John Ladder in the great church that has the table in which she said the last, Jesus said the last supper. It's a wonderful, wonderful church. They have the heads of John, the St. John, St. Peter and Paul. And they see this man who had given up on life. He was, he had decided he was just going to die. He'd rather just lay in the gutter and mud and die. And St. Philip ordered someone to pick him up, to pick him up. And since they were going on that way, it's probably about, I don't know, three kilometers, mile and a half, to carry a grown man muddy that way. And then St. Philip's penitent did it. But this is what happens every time a Christian decides to help someone else, whether it's physically carrying someone or taking them, but spiritually. And I've been the last couple of days at a very profound retreat. I was not myself on retreat. I was assisting in some way with a retreat called the Emmaus Retreat, which is for laymen. And my father was on the retreat and I assisted with confessions and a few other things. And the confessions last night for these men were purposely designed late at night. They were like at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. And after all these 50 men went to confession, they had this mass for the assumption almost at midnight. And when we hear tonight about St. Philip Neri, hearing confessions of people during the night and then asking them to stay for mass, St. Philip was doing spiritually and the priests last night were doing spiritually what that man did physically. He physically carried a man to a hospital so that his body could be looked after. But we have souls. And when we go to confession, when we go to mass, when we have someone who takes an interest in us, who invites us on a retreat, those people are caring for us. They're carrying us, not just caring for us, 
They are in some way are carrying us by their prayers and by their encouragement to the field hospital, which is the church. They're carrying us to the place we can be healed spiritually. And if we have faith, if we truly believe that Christ found the church, and if we believe in the power of the sacrament of confession, if we believe in the power of the mass, let us give thanks this night. St. Philip Neri gained some of his best penitence because he was willing to hear the confessions in the middle of the night. But he always would tie confession to the Eucharist. Can you imagine being told, well, for your penance, I want you to wait in the church for two hours till the mass is offered. <laughs> or I want you to just go say the pray in the church for a couple hours till I come to offer mass. Go receive the Eucharist, begin your day again. For truly, truly, in the Eucharist, our spiritual sicknesses are taken away. In the Eucharist, we receive the power, the strength to go forward. We receive power and strength to do what's not humanly possible. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.